Well, here we go again, leaders. It is the Ray Johnson Leadership Podcast. Another episode coming at you. I'm your host, Brad Lominek. Thanks for tuning in. You may be on the treadmill. You may be out running. You may be doing the dishes in the car on your commute. You may be still at the office. You may be mowing the lawn. Whatever you're doing, taking a walk. Thanks for tuning in. We want to help you get better. We want to help you thrive as a leader. And that's our goal. Uh, Lots of new folks tuning in. So welcome. If you're brand new to the Ray Johnson Leadership Podcast, welcome in, uh, grab a seat at the table, pull up a chair, and go back and listen to a lot of the episodes previously. There's lots of great conversations and interviews in the library. You can get all those thriveconference.org. You can get them on iTunes, wherever you get your favorite, wherever your favorite podcast app outlet is, go ahead and listen to some of those past episodes. And another one coming up here, Christine Kane. Christine Kane, let me let me tell you about Christine. She's an Australian-born, Greek-blooded lover of Jesus. She's an activist. She's an author. She's an international speaker, speaks all over the world. Many of you have probably heard her in person. She is a force of nature. Together with her husband, Nick, she founded the anti-human trafficking organization, the A21 Campaign. And they also founded Propel Women, which is an organization designed to celebrate every woman's passion, purpose, and potential. Those are great three Ps right there. Christine and Nick make their home in Southern California, and you're going to love this conversation with Christine. She is uh, she is a force of nature. When uh, when when Christine shows up, uh, things happen, and people get better, and you get inspired. So get your moleskin out, buckle your seatbelt, because here we go with Christine Kane. Well, hey there, I am so excited that you are joining us. My name is Pastor Megan Hutchinson from Bayside Orange County, and I am here today with Christine Kane, the one, the only Christine Kane. Many of you, if not all of you, have heard her name because I created, actually, I don't know if you know this, but I created five F, F words, not the bad ones, to describe I'm so who glad. she is, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good, and they are family, faith, founder, fighter, and fired up, okay? That's it, I think you have just described me. I feel like I really have, right? I mean, there's so many levels. I know that you are married to Nick. Yes. And you have two daughters. We've got two daughters, a 19-year-old, Catherine Bobby, and Sophia Joyce, who's 15. Oh, that's so great. So not only is she leading a God spirit movement, excuse me, that you'll hear about in just a second, but she's also a a wife in the trenches and a mom in the trenches. That's just that's just so awesome for all the women listening today. Uh, we all wear different hats, and she's wearing those. Um, you're also the founder of two things. One what? is Propel yes. for Women and A21. Can you just speak a little bit about that? And then I'm going to get to a few questions. That would be helpful. Sure, sure. You know, well, Propel Women, um, we started that in 2014 because I really wanted to help women internalize a leadership identity. It's so mm-hmm. interesting to me that um, a lot of times women struggle with the whole Uh, sense of thinking of themselves as a leader. And I'm not just talking about a corporate person. I'm talking a stay-at-home mother, homeschooling 10 uh, kids could be a leader as much as someone that's leading a corporation. So Mm. it, it is designed to help women discover their passion, their purpose, their potential. Um, we have 4,000 chapters in 120 countries around the world. I'm sorry, did you just say 4,000 chapters? Yes, of of groups of Propel women that um, gather in chapters. And we have 100 chapters in Pakistan, in villages of women helping um, themselves to just really... uh, 
step up to their leadership potential. Yeah. So whatever that might mean in a Pakistani context, mm-hmm. um, in a Greek context, in South America and in America. So I'm loving that. So we develop resources to help women understand success and motivation and purpose and passion. And so then um, together with my husband, I also lead the A21 campaign, um, which we have 15 offices around the world with the goal of abolishing slavery everywhere forever. So what we do with that is, uh, you know, we reach the vulnerable, um, we rescue the victims and we restore the survivors. So we're wow. involved. Can you from say those three the, points again? Sure. So we um, we reach the vulnerable. Yes. Um, we rescue the victims and we restore the survivors. Wow. That's awesome. So the goal is to, did you guys hear that? The goal is to abolish slavery. slavery. Everywhere forever. Wow. Yeah. I just, I just want to take a moment on that. That is huge that God's put yeah. that on your heart. Definitely. And we started that in 2008 and have just watched the Lord breathe on it and ju- I mean, because freedom is God's thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, a, it's like it, this, this is not hard. It's like He wants everyone to be set free physically, spiritually, yes. you know, yeah. in every way. So, um, both of those things uh, are so dear to my heart, together with, of course, mm-hmm. you know, preaching and teaching and um, writing books and, and helping to resource the body uh, to mature in Christ so that we can be activated to do the works of the ministry out in the marketplace, which is what God wants us to do. Absolutely, absolutely. I love that you are broadening your influence and that God is allowing you to broaden your influence, wherever that is, your answer is yes, right? Yes, I mean, totally, that's right. That's totally. That's what you're supposed to do. So speaking of the answer being yes, um, we've had quite the last year, okay? Oh, yeah. Quite the last year where all of us, you know, I know you are like, I want to say yes, I'm saying yes to this, I'm going here, I'm doing this. And then we hit a roadblock called 2020 called COVID. Um, is there anything in 2020 that you would do differently at all, knowing what happened? You know, no. And why I say that is, um, I mean, there was the silver lining for me in 2020 was that I got unbelievable amount of time with my girls um, because we travel so much and have and have taken them on the road with us, yeah. you know, um, and which we love, like right. wouldn't change anything. But we, I think, possibly because of the life that we've had on the road, you learn to maximize every day and every moment. And there are always so many things, uh, variables that can change. You learn to live in the moment as much as you plan for the future. Mm -hmm. So for me, even from the first minute that um, I was flying back from Australia, first heard of COVID, and then, you know, I, I landed in America and we locked down, I... I didn't really even flinch, I've got to say, because I thought, Mm -hmm. I know this is a surprise to us, but it's not to God. So the same Holy Spirit that was with me when I was planning 2020 is the same Holy Spirit that's with me right at this moment. So I was actually fascinated. And I think this would show in any of the public ministry I did online during that time. Mm -hmm. I was sort of like, okay, um, in Zechariah, it says that uh, return to your stronghold, you prisoners of hope. And I remember saying on day one to everyone, we're all kind of prisoners now. We're all like yeah. locked down yes. at home. It doesn't matter where you are around the world. So we can't choose that. We're prisoners. But we can choose the kind of prisoners we're going to be. Mm. So I am choosing to look through the lens of being a prisoner of hope. What does that look like during a global pandemic? How does this same gospel of grace um, speak to us in the midst of all of this? And is Jesus the same Holy Spirit that was with Paul in the Philippian prison? Is he the same Holy Spirit that's with me in the Southern California home that I'm in? And 
whatever God wants to advance for the cause of the gospel is going to advance because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So nothing actually could stop the church of Jesus Christ going forward, not not the pandemic, not anything. My plans may have been interrupted, Mm. my strategies, um, but that was uh, irrelevant because God's church was going to continue to advance. So this was um, an opportunity for me to get on board with whatever the Holy Spirit was doing. How many times in Scripture did the Holy Spirit interrupt Paul's plans and hinder and shut this door and open this and make this? Well, I've always... Wanted to be that kind of Christian. So this is awesome. Like I I saw it as an opportunity to go, how is all this going to work? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I also felt conviction as you were talking going, oh, may that be my response. That's so good to when we hit adversity because we do. We always do. That's right. Well, it's a surprise to us, but it's not to God. I mean, it's not like God was in heaven, fell off the throne and went, Peter, why didn't you tell me we were going to have a pandemic? It's not like I I had no idea. And so I'm more like, okay, uh, this is an awesome disruption. And I was, um, I, I need to say this because I don't want anyone to misunderstand. Of course, of course, there was great pain for people, great loss. People lost loved ones. There was so much grief. There was so much suffering. I'm not minimizing any of those things. I'm not dismissing those things or denying those things. I am saying while all of those things are true, what is and was equally true was that God was at work and the Holy Spirit was still in control. And I believe in the sovereignty of God. So I believe somewhere in the midst of it all, the Lord was still building his church. So just because I wasn't going to be doing that in the way I had always done it or for the last three decades, didn't mean that I still wasn't going to participate in it. So now Mm. it was like, okay, what's my part in what you're doing right now? And, um, you know, I can say I, I wasn't like frightened in that sense because, you know, I'd had thyroid cancer a few years before and wow. I got saved three decades before. So the fear of death died then. Yeah, you that faced was, it. That was it. And, I already, and, and also the fact that when I was saved, like I died to self mm. and um, I was born again. And I, like I believe, I, I am just one of those leaders that believes this stuff. Yes. So it's like right. I died once, right. death has no hold on me, right. um, I'm born again. And so it was just like, well, we're going home. And if we're not going home, we've got a job to do here. So let's get about the father's business. Right. Oh my gosh, that is so, so, so <laughs> good. You know, you can't be, you really can't be near Christine for a hot second without feeling this like well of encouragement and just being spouted all over you. Um, And so, you know, you're you're feeling that as you're watching you and and just sitting with you, Christine, it's like so exciting to be with you. Um, I want to know, and I think it would be helpful for those who are watching, who are you learning from right now and who is your encouragement Sure. And I've got a couple, um, I've got some great close friends that, Mm. you know, I'm a great believer in that we're not designed to do life alone. So I am blessed in that um, Nick and I truly are a partnership. And um, so we draw a lot of strength from each other. And, you know, we married uh, when we were 30. And so we were both on track with following Jesus. So when we got together and we got married, uh, we didn't sort of suddenly stop and start looking inwards. We kept doing exactly what we were always doing, which is pursuing Christ. Wow. And so we were just doing it together. Yeah. And even back then, the Lord spoke to me and said, you know, Chris, you can keep doing this alone. One will put a thousand to flight. But if you're married to Nick, um, two will put 10,000 to flight. You will have tenfold impact in your ministry. Mm. So we've always done it. Mm. Everything we lead, we do it together. So um, that Very is cool. a great strength there. Can now, I pause for a second? Sure. There are some of you who are watching this and listening to this, and um, some of you are single. And I think what you just said is a word for people who are watching. Right. 
because who they align themselves with is everything. Everything, hundred percent everything. Kingdom focus and their kingdom goal and their kingdom pathway. It can make it or break it. That's a hundred percent. And listen to me as a fifty-five-year-old mama in the faith, um, that the single most important decision you will make um, outside, especially when I'm talking to leaders right now, mm-hmm. outside of following Jesus is the person that you're going to marry. So mm-hmm. we really so were good. intentional about that. And so that has really served us well mm-hmm. because most of the time we're in the same room doing life and ministry. Like yes, yeah, so we better like better, each other. You better be the right. But we also both, he has got a network of great friends yeah. and, um, you know, we are not each other's God or soul, survive, or soul person. Yeah. And then I've got a couple of great friends and I have um, three people. Now, when you're getting and to my age. that's not all. Yeah, when you're getting to my age, this is not that easy. But uh, three people that are even older than me um, because I'm starting to get to be the top end now. <laughs> oh, my God. At 55, I'm telling you. Um, And so I've got, of course, for me personally, um, Joyce Meyer is one of my greatest, Mm. um, not only inspiration, the woman's 78 and still writing three New York Times bestsellers a year and still preaching 12 conferences a year and still on television in 130 languages a day all over the world, still loves Jesus, loves the word, been married to her husband for over 50 years, all her kids, uh, you know, serving the Lord and uh, mm. grandkids and great-grandkids now. So I'm like, you know, sitting um, every opportunity I get. I talk to her regularly on the phone, but even I'll fly over wherever she is and just sit with her for two days and just tell me anything, wow, um, do anything. So I'm constantly le- – and I'm a constant learner. I'm mm. always listening to podcasts. I'm yeah. always learning from other people. Um, I love to learn. I love the process of learning. I love the process of discovery. Um, mostly I even like the process of sanctification. I feel like going, okay, ouch, that hurt, but I'm becoming more like Jesus. So I like that. I love that. Just so we're clear, can you break down what sanctification means? For me, it's becoming more like Christ. It's like, so, you know, constantly at 55 going, what parts of my flesh Mm. need to be crucified so that I can become more like Jesus, which yeah. means, you know, remaining open to correction, mm. remaining open to um, growing and learning. And, you know, um, the more I learn, the more I grow, the more I grow, the more I change, the more I change, the more I can change things. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. That's so good. That's so good. Well, I, it, it, I just love hearing from you. I know people are encouraged. One last question. Sure. What advice would you give to future leaders who really want to make a difference, who, but are uncertain. I mean, I've got, you know, I've got two teenagers of my own and, and uh, young college students and young adults who are watching this, who are like, I, I want to make a difference. I'm not sure that I even hear God's voice. How do I do that? And, and what do I need to do to make a difference for the kingdom of God? Yeah, I think the greatest thing you can do, and, you know, um, I love it. I, I hope you're full of God-given passion and God-given purpose because, you know, I was 23 with a dream, but here's the first thing you're going to learn. Any dream you have is too small. Any dream. I, the Bible says, you know, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into your heart the things that God has for you. Mm. People go, were well, you thinking of running a global anti-trafficking organization? Listen, at 20, I didn't even know human trafficking existed. So probably the thing that you're going to be most impactful doing, you don't even know exists right now. So the greatest thing you can do, because God is always preparing you for the thing that he has prepared for you. So the greatest thing you can do is to dig your roots down deep and to make sure that you allow the Holy Spirit to continue to do a work on you, in you from the inside out. The degree to which God can do anything 
through us is the degree to which we allow God to do things in us. If there's a disparity between your inner world and your external world, your world will collapse. When you get as old as me and you've been doing this for over three decades, there are people that were way more gifted than me, I promise you, way more talented than me. Um, way, way, they, I was never the first choice that's gonna give someone hope and that is the truth. I was never anybody's first choice. I can't I was, even imagine that. Well, it is, imagine but it that is true, I was never the most gifted, I was never the most talented, but, um, the fact is that my faithfulness has carried me further than my mm. gift ever could. And um, when there is a disparity, when the gift that is in, when the gift, when the light of Christ, when the light of the world that is on you, is more developed than the gift of God that is in you, um, that light will expose the flaws. And so the light that is in you has got to shine brighter than the light that is on you. And in a world that is just all Instagram worthy, we've got a generation wanting to run ahead of the timing of God. If you get out there, wherever you think there is, um, and God's not with you, the enemy will devour you. And that's, mm. you know, that, that is the bottom line. You don't want to just start your race. You want to finish your course and your character and your gift have got to be in alignment for you to last the distance. The testimony isn't um, how much I've even done for God, whatever that means um, thus far. It's that at 55, by God's grace, I'm still married. My mm. kids still love us and they love the Lord and they love the house of the Lord and that I still get up every day and I still love Jesus and I'm not cynical, by God's grace, hopefully producing the fruit of the spirit. Um, I wanna finish my course. And finishing has more to do with character than it has got to do with gift or talent or charisma. Mm -hmm. And in a society that is obsessed with external charisma and we think we've got to market mm -hmm. ourselves, if you're younger, let me just say, it's more important that you get marked by God than marketed by man. Because if you're not marked by God, you will never be able to do what God's called you to do because we have a very real enemy. This is a very real spiritual battle. This is not, the call of God is not about being, uh, having the right filter on Instagram and having the right number of followers. As long as you stay more obsessed about how many are not following Jesus mm. rather than how many are following you, mm. then you're going to keep first things first. And as long as you are more concerned concerned with becoming more like Jesus than how many people like your post, then you're going to finish your race. And so be careful. The enemy is very subtle and he wants to take us out of our assignment. Jesus calls us to himself and then we are to pursue him. We've got to fix our eyes on him. He's the author and he is the finisher of our faith. And it's God that opens doors that no man can shut. You can't market yourself to the call of God or the purpose of God. You can't build your own platform. God elevates us. Promotion doesn't come from the north, south, east or west. It comes from God. If you build your own platform and you market yourself to a place, you're going to have to keep yourself there. But if God puts you there, no demon in hell will ever be able to take you out of there. So pursue Christ and trust him to open doors for you that no man can shut. Pursue Christ, allow him to build your platform. Trust me, you don't want to be anywhere that God hasn't put you. If you go somewhere where God hasn't put you, you become a target of the enemy. You want the protection of God. You want the provision of God. And you want the enablement of the Holy Spirit to do what God's called you to do. So trust him, dig deep, know the word of God. Uh, study to show yourself approved. Don't build your life or your ministry on your charisma. <laughs> build it on God's word. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will remain forever. And that's what people need. So go and get educated. Build yourself on the truth of God's word and trust God. Trust God to open doors for you. Oh, oh I just love that. That's right on. I, I, it, thank you. 
Yeah. Thank you for that word. I know people needed to hear that and be reminded of that today. I also know that I'm looking down and I'm seeing this book. I see yeah. your name on it. <laughs> Can you please tell us about this? What is, yeah, the, is I this like what in the world? Y'all are about, this is just Kimber? about to come out. How did I get She's here? And it's killing just, me. She's amazing. Finding your way back to God um, when everything is pulling you away. And, you know, the fact mm. is that um, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews um, that we better pay extra attention to ourselves, lest we also drift from so great a salvation. And all around the world, there's such a drift happening, drift yes. happening. And, um, you know, people are deconstructing their faith. People are walking away from their faith. But you don't have to do anything bad to drift. Yes. This is, you know, I got to a place a few years ago and it was just like taking a few beatings like we all do, you know, some betrayal from a friend. A lot of people close to me, including my mum, had passed away in a three-month period mm -hmm. and just took a few hits, you know, when you're a public figure, it's just what happens is, you know, there was all cray-cray. The world was going cray-cray. Some people think you're not saying enough. Other people, you're saying too much. It's just you the nature win. of leadership. Every leader watching this, you know what that's like. Yeah. And I got, just and got to you, this. if they don't, they will. Oh, totally. Yeah, just, it's coming. Yeah. And so the bottom line is that I just thought, I might just take my foot off the gas, man. This mm. is just too, who wants to be a target? Like, you know, um, and I, I got to this place. And I'm like, how did I get here? Like, how would I get here? And it was like, I just realized that, you can drift in many different ways. You don't have to go do something bad necessarily, but right. you could just drift from your purpose. Mm. Leaders watching this drift from maybe I'm not going to pursue it like I did. Um, and mm. all you have to really do to drift is nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, when I used to go swimming, my dad would put up a beach umbrella and a big towel and he'd say the undercurrent is strong, man. You might not feel it, but get every now and again, check your markers because if you're not checking your markers, yes. whether you want to or not, you're going to drift. And we've got a society and so many in the church and so many leaders currently drifting mm. because we're not checking our markers. So I sat down, I thought I'm 55. What would be the nine markers that I think, you know, these are the things that don't change. Check mm. them. And as leaders, we need to pause and have a real solid check of our markers right now, or we too will drift mm. from so great a salvation. So I think it speaks to just the cray-cray of the current shifting in our, everything has shifted. Yeah. You know, the last five 100%. years, our world is not the same in, in any way. And so I think we've got to check our markers. So it's it's a time, let's just check our markers. Oh, it's so good. What a great word for us. Check our markers. And these have eight markers, did you say in here? Nine? Not, oh, nine. Nine, good. Right, that's okay. not all. There's it's nine. It's not all. There's nine. And the steak knives. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw this some is it. We'll throw them in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I know without a doubt that the people who have been watching this have been totally blessed um, and enriched by just listening to you. Thank you so, so, so much for what you're doing. Keep going, my sister in the Lord. I, You are inspiring all of us. And I'm just so grateful for your ministry and for Mark and your family. So thanks for doing what you do. I'm grateful for you. Yeah, Love you all. You. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Christine. You can, uh, you can get a new book. Go ahead and get you a copy of that new book out, How Did I Get Here?, the uh, subtitle, Finding Your Way Back to God When Everything is Pulling You Away. How Did I Get Here? New book from Christine. Get that wherever books are sold. Uh, you can also follow Christine on all the social outlets and then uh, go to her website. Listen to her podcast, Equip and Empower. Equip and Empower podcast. That's uh, her podcast. Lots of uh, great talks from Christine. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. So subscribe there and uh, just be uh, be tuned in to everything Christine's doing because she uh, she's going to help you get better. She is a leader of leaders, 
And uh, I just love her work, love her message, love her heart behind it. So thanks again, Christine, for joining us on this episode. And uh, if you would, leave us a rating, leave us a review, subscribe to this podcast so you get every new episode in your inbox, in your uh, podcast inbox. You can also get all the uh, all the shows, again, wherever you get your podcast. Go to thriveconference.org, thriveconference.org. You can find more information there on all the things Thrive is doing, all the things Bayside Church is doing, and all the things Ray Johnson is doing. So on behalf of Ray and the entire team, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again on the next episode of the Ray Johnston Leadership Podcast.